And now, it's time once again for the show that gives glorious voice to 25 million business owners across the fruited plain. Radio Free Enterprise with Frank Felker. Thank you, Dude Walker. Yes, indeed, I am Frank Felker. Welcome back to Radio Free Enterprise. My guest today is Diana Needham. Diana is a marketing strategist and CEO of Business Book Partners in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Diana Needham, welcome to the program. Well, thanks so much, Frank, for having me on, and I'm super excited to share with your audience today. Very pleased to have you here, Diana. You have a lot to share. What we're going to talk about is a list of seven questions you put together that every author should be able to answer before they write their book. And I want to make it clear that we're not talking about nonfiction authors uh, who are writing novels or science fiction stories or anything like that. We're talking about uh, nonfiction authors of business how-to books, people like professionals, business owners, coaches, and consultants that write a book to support what it is that they do in business. And you have been doing this for so long that I'm sure to you, this just seems like, you know, everyday stuff that it makes perfect sense for a professional or an entrepreneur to write a book to support their business. But we have to assume that not everybody watching or listening understands it quite as clearly as you do. Can you give us a couple of reasons why it makes sense for a professional or an entrepreneur to write a book? Oh, yeah, that's a great question, Frank. And, you know, when we look at ourselves as business owners and business leaders and coaches, consultants, what we do in the world, having a book opens the door for so many opportunities. One of the things that I work with my clients on is this foundational seven questions that we're going to talk about today, because it's important to have a strategy in place before you start writing. And what I mean by that is being really clear about who your audience is and the result that you really want. Okay. So when we can, I'm sorry. Well, I just wanted to, what I really wanted to uh, talk about before we got to, you know, making sure you have the right foundation in, in place and so forth is what what's good about it? I mean, why should I do it? It's going to take me a long time. It's probably going to cost some money. What What's in it for me as the business owner? Well, what's in it where I was going with that is that being clear about who our audience is so that the content actually speaks to them. I see. Mm -hmm. Because what we really want to do is attract our ideal clients. Sure. So when we're really clear about who our client is, it makes writing the content so much easier. When we're speaking exactly to our ideal client, we're going to attract those people into our world. Great. And okay. when we can attract more of those higher level clients, mm -hmm. we can, over time, increase our prices. We can become known for the topic of our book. It opens opportunities to, it makes it so much easier to get on podcasts, you know, higher level podcasts with higher level people. It just opens doors of opportunity that most of us don't even think about most of my author clients don't think about that at the beginning. They know it's going to open doors, but they're always pleasantly surprised, amazingly surprised at the doors that open them as a result of being a published author. 
That's funny, isn't it? That uh, I, I remember when I published my first book, and it was a long time ago, it was 15 plus years ago, that I was just surprised uh, how it seemed as though people sort of looked at me differently and uh, oh, or, yeah, or perceived absolutely. me as a different person than they had previously. And that was not, as you say, that was not something that I had anticipated or was trying to uh, achieve. Now, I want to then, because there's seven questions that uh, you want these authors to be able to answer, and we, <laughs> we want to be able to touch on each one. I want to get right into it. The first question that you ask, and I may not phrase this exactly correctly, so please correct me as necessary, is you ask the, your uh, author to be able to answer the question, what has compelled you or driven you to write this book, to get this message out in the world? Is that, did I state that? fairly close? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so the very first question, the thing, and sometimes I have to pull it out of people, is the big why behind this message. And in most cases, it's a personal, there's something personal about that. It's not what I would call a head answer. So a head answer might be, there are not very many books out about this topic, or what's out there is confusing, or my clients can't really follow it very well, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like that's all head answer. What I'm looking for is what's in here. Mm. What is driving you to get this big message out? And most of the time it is because there was a personal experience either in their life or maybe in a client's life. Like they saw the transformation that happened to their client and they went, oh my gosh, this is magical. Like this, this like turned their whole life around, turned their whole business around. And it's in here, their mission is in here to help more people. That's so I awesome. always start with asking what the big why is behind the book and what's compelling them. And I know that you know this, knowing what that big why is, is what will keep us moving when we want to quit. <laughs> yes, that's absolutely right. Uh, you know, uh, our mutual acquaintance, Chuck Boyce, uh, once I heard him say, the, uh, when he's talking about the, um, the back cover of a book is, what is the big promise uh, of the book that, you know, will accrue to the reader? And yeah, but the, and that's just it, though. It's not just for the author. I mean, not just for the reader, but also for the author. What is driving you? to write this. So can you give us a couple of examples of people you've worked with that had interesting whys behind their book, their heart behind the book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the one example that comes to mind about that is a few years ago, I worked with this lady who wanted to write a book about the blending of essential oils. Hmm. Okay, well, I know what essential oils are, but I didn't know that you could blend different things together for different purposes. I mean, I just didn't know that. So when I started working with her and I was trying to pull out the big why behind it, she would uh, give me that head answer that I just talked about. Well, there aren't very many books out about the blending of essential oils. What you read might maybe two sentences or two paragraphs. People are afraid of it. They don't know how it works, yada, yada, yada. Um, and I kept approaching it in a different, I kept asking her in a different way. And I can remember this phone, this conversation, it was a phone call and it was like, I can remember it like it was yesterday. I said to her, was there a pivotal moment when something happened to you or somebody that you cared about 
that it became so blatantly obvious that this message had like, you have to get it out. <laughs> There's something in here, you have to get it out. And there was this long, awkward silence where I was holding the space for her to dig deep. And then she said this, my husband was diagnosed with leukemia. It was wow. the third day of his treatment. And I'm not even sure how I got myself to the hospital, but somehow I got the car parked and I got in and I pushed the button to get up to the fourth floor. They haven't told me anything. I don't know if he's gonna live or die. I got into the room and the doctors and the nurses were rushing in and out. And somehow in that process, I pulled off those little slipper socks that he had on his feet you know, the kind that you have in hospital. And I noticed that there was this thick yellow coating on the bottom of his feet. And in that moment, I knew that if I mix five drops of this and three drops of this and two drops of that, like together, I could massage his feet. That's the only thing that I could do to help him in that moment. Wow. So, you know, if you open with that, that powerful story is what connects us to our audience. And so you can imagine that if you were interested in essential oils and you opened a book about the blending of essential oils and the first sentence was, hmm. it's such and such a date, my husband was just diagnosed with leukemia and she goes into that. Then she could go on to say, sure. so if you are a caregiver looking for, or if you are someone that's looking at essential oils for aromatherapy, this book is for you. So that's a really powerful example. And I use that a lot to get people to really think about what's in here. And that may have been the very first time she was able to connect the dots. <laughs> about that. Yeah. Back to why is this so important? Because I, 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 I had to get that answer to make sure that we were writing the right book to get the results that she wanted. That's wonderful. Great story. Thank you for sharing that. Um, again, I won't go into it, but I, I'm reminded of when I wrote my first book, it was, I felt compelled. It was a compulsion. Mm -hmm. I had to do it. And, uh, I think you're so smart to ask the author, well, let's get in touch with exactly why that is. And then that will drive so many things forward. Well, as I say, we have to keep moving along. I would love to dig down farther into that, but that's not going to happen, Diana. All right. So we need to get on to the next question, which is, you need to, you, the author, need to be able to define who your ideal reader might be. Uh, and why is that that we need to know that? And, and what do you mean by that? Yeah, well, what's so, so important, especially you know, when we're writing a book about our business, we want to attract our ideal client. And in a lot of cases, we have to actually sit with and figure out who is that ideal client? Like who is the person that I worked with that they got, not only did they get great results, but we had an amazing relationship. Hmm. There was a connection. There was, we were in partnership. I was as vested in their success as they were. Like we, it all just flowed and it was seamless. Who is that person? That's the person we want to be writing this book for. Now, why would you want to write a book to attract those, what I will call sandpaper clients? Hmm. 
You know, the ones I mean, like when they call, you look at the phone and go, oh, really? I have to talk to them again? (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, you really want to write it. And this is really important is write it to the person that you are here to serve. That is your ideal client. And when we can get clear, and and I have to work with clients on this sometimes uh, pretty deeply to make sure we're writing the book to attract the right person. If it's too broad and too general, it's not going to land probably with very many people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's so funny uh, that you say that sandpaper uh, I really didn't know what you meant until you explained it. Then I'm like, yeah, I get it. Sandpaper client. We don't want yeah. those people. And if we're going to put the effort into writing and publishing a book, we certainly want to attract people that we enjoy doing business with. And as you pointed out, that we can serve the best. And that's who this is going to resonate with. So I think yeah. that's pretty clear. And uh, I want to then move on to the next question, which is, what is the problem that that person has that you can solve and that, that it needs to be such a significant problem or at least painful enough that they would be willing to pay for the solution? Can you uh, tell us a little bit more about that? And, and if you could, give us an example of, of somebody who did that with their book. Yeah, I mean, we, we're writing a book to grow our business, right? That's the whole purpose behind this. So we're writing this book and we're going to use it as a marketing strategy. Uh, it's, it's more than just a, I mean, we can use it, we can, book sales are important and royalties and all that, but really at the end of the day, the money is coming from clients that are going to pay us. So again, it's a dig deep kind of question What is the problem that your ideal client, remember that person that you love to work with? What is their biggest challenge? What is the thing when they come into your world, they say, I need help with this. And they're willing to pull out their credit card (laughs) or write you a check. Yeah. (laughs) Right? What is that problem? Now, most of us, our ideal clients have multiple challenges. That's a problem that I run into. Like they have multiple challenges. So if we're writing our first book, what we want to do is write it to the biggest problem, the most common problem, the thing that most people show up in our world and they have this problem. What is that? Because we know that they're going to pay us for the solution. That's great. And, um, uh, you know, that clearly makes sense. And you've again, you've explained it very clearly that the biggest problem is the one that people will pay the most to have solved. And the most common problem means the most people who will pay to have it solved. So that, uh, but what about how can an author get to that? I mean, it sounds simple, but is that sometimes difficult? How can we figure out what the biggest problem is for the most people? You know, um, I think intuitively most of us know. However, for those who aren't clear, sometimes it's doing some research, like having a conversation. It may be going back to those perfect clients that we talked about earlier and just doing a short little conversation about what was that big challenge that you had when you came to me? What was it that you wanted to solve? And listen to their words. Now, here's the other thing. We tend to listen to other people and translate it into our words Mm -hmm. (laughs) instead of what is it that they're articulating? 
And you, I mean, honestly, if we've been in business for any amount of time, it, it, it's only going to take a, a few conversations for us to clarify, oh, that's the biggest problem as they <laughs> articulate it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. So it's, it comes back to the, uh, would you like to know the answer? Just ask. That yep. uh, is often a straight path to getting to gold. <laughs> and it's, it's, so, it's so simple, we trip over it, right? Yeah, it's right in front of us. Okay, the next question is, who is this book not for? Why is it important for us to know that? And how can we figure out the answer to that question? Yeah, so, you know, who it's not for, one of the reasons I ask my clients to think about that is because I want them to be prepared that their book is not for everyone. Their book mm. has to be really targeted specifically to their ideal client, the biggest problem that their ideal client has. And if other people show up, they need to be prepared that they're not their, they're not their tribe. Mm -hmm. You know, those are the people that will write uh, reviews that are more critical. They're like, you just need to be ready and prepared emotionally <laughs> that your book's not for everybody. I'm not everybody's cup of tea, right? I'm pretty clear mm -hmm. I'm not everybody's cup of tea and I'm sure you are too, right? So just be prepared that those people may show up in your world, they probably will, and you're not gonna be loved by everybody. <laughs> oh no. Um, and, and actually it's the answer to that question is usually the opposite of their answer to the previous question. Like, who am I writing this for? Who's not my audience is anybody else. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like one of my business coaches says, our message needs to be so clear that it's a dog whistle. Right. And you know, and I so love that, that expression. Is, we got the dog whistle. We're sending out the dog whistle in the form of this book and let the cats and the raccoons move on. <laughs> <laughs> That's an analogy that I kind of, it just, it me it's meaningful, at least it's meaningful to me. We just want to attract those ideal people that we're here to help and that we can help get the greatest result. And they're going to give us a great testimonial and that's going to help us get more and more and more of those people. It's a snowball effect. And I've always liked that expression, dog whistle. It's unfortunate that today it takes on all new meanings of uh, God knows what in terms of uh, uh, politics and racism and this and that. It's unfortunate. But I like the, the underlying meaning of it, which is these words will only resonate with your target audience. And uh, it makes perfect sense. And that's what you want. We have a world full of opportunity and different channels through which to communicate that opportunity. But as you say, it's not for everyone. So we need to be able to cut through the noise for the people we want to reach. That's, a, yeah. that's an excellent point. All right. So now the next question is, I, I, I'm going to sort of paraphrase this and, and ask you to uh, expound on it is what do you want the reader to come away from reading this book with? Is that about right? Uh, what do you want them yeah. to learn? Please go ahead. Yeah, yeah. like what do you want them to understand, discover, learn, walk away? Like that becomes, the answer to that question becomes a guiding post as you're writing. So, you know, if you have some an answer there, of, I want them to come away with this, but somehow this, whatever that is, is not in your content. <laughs> you missed the boat. Mm -hmm. So it's a guidepost for actually, you know, creating the content. And when we can be intentional 
about, oh, this is what I want them to understand. This is, I want them to understand that what's possible with the blending of essential oils. I want them to know that it's doable for anybody. I want them to not be afraid of it. I want, you know, like, I want, that's what I want. Then make sure that your content gives your reader that feeling. Sometimes it's content and it's the feeling. It's the, they can grasp it. They can understand it. They can implement it. They can actually do something with it. It's not mm. theory. Mm -hmm. So would the words actionable information apply there? Absolutely. Okay. Um, now, again, you know, you're talking about who the book is for and who it's not for and what you want them to come away with. Is there any thought that we need to narrow down what we want them to come away from the book with or how specific should we be or, or maybe we shouldn't be too specific? Um, I think that's an individual, you know, decision, but for most of my clients, it's, it's pretty detailed. Okay. You know, here's what I want them to understand. Here's what I want to like, in essence, demystify. Mm -hmm. If there's something that they, I know that they don't, but they're, you know, the, it's a mystery to them. Um, my clients are generally are pretty clear, you know, about that. And again, it's a guidepost for the writing process to make sure that we're writing the right book for the right audience to get the result that we want so we can leverage it to attract more of those people into our world. You know, you just made me think of one thing, which is, is the information in the book the same information or the solutions the same solutions as what I provide as a service? Mm. Yeah, there's, it clearly has to be alignment with that. If you're using this book to attract clients, it has to all be in alignment. And another thing we haven't talked too much, but let me just add here that this book is a marketing strategy that needs to dovetail with all the other things that you're doing. Mm -hmm. So what you're speaking about, what you're a podcast, what, what, when you're on podcasts, what is the topic that you're talking about? What is the content that you're putting out on social media? All of this needs to hang together not be disparate parts. Okay. And so then I guess that what I'm driving at here is, and I, and I like that very much, is that you have one clear message. And this is the message you talk about when you're interviewed on podcasts. And this is the message that you describe in your book. And this is the message that you try to help your clients with within your business and so forth. And it all ties together with that big, honking problem that they have that they need to get solved. And, uh, and so I, I just think that that's important that people understand it's all the same message, but expressed in different ways, in different platforms at different times. Is that, yep. am I putting yep. the wrong words in your mouth? No, that's, that's absolutely right. And sometimes it can feel like we're a broken record. <laughs> like we've got the same message and we're beating to the same drum and, and it can become tedious to us, but it's certainly not tedious to our audience. And we, you know, as we all know, running a business, people have to hear that same message right. over and over and over. And one of the things that comes out as a result of being able to put your thoughts and ideas and your process or your concepts in a book 
you become more clear what those things are. Yes. So that your social media content, your articles, your, you know, everything else is in alignment and it's much more clear. You have more clarity. You, the author, you that have is, more clarity of your own message. There is no question about that. That is another amazing side effect and unintended or unexpected. You know, you read back over your own words and you're like, well, I never looked at it that way before, even though I'm the one who wrote this. That's so funny. You're absolutely right. Um, please remind me, uh, I want to finish the questions because that's the, the trail we've been following. But I want to come back to something you just touched on uh, briefly at the end, which has to do with leveraging your book once it's printed. Yeah. So uh, the next question in your list is, what do you, Mr. or Ms. Author, want to be known for? And I find that to be an interesting question because it is sometimes different uh, than what they may be known for now. They may be known as a chiropractor or a lawyer or a veterinarian or goodness knows what, but the compulsion, the message behind their book might be something different. Um, can you speak to that and also maybe give us an example where it wasn't directly in alignment with who they were currently, what they wanted to be? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Thanks for asking that, Frank. Uh, let's just give you an example. Earlier this year, uh, we launched a book with that was authored by a retired Coast Guard captain. He happens to work for the Security and Exchange Commission. So he has a very high profile position, but his and his big message for the world is about leadership. And so he was so clear that that's what he wanted to be known for. Yes, he loves his career. Uh, yes, he's not planning to leave the Security and Exchange Commission um, anytime soon. He's not. But his big mission was about is about leadership. The big message that's in here is about leadership. And he's been able to leverage that book in so many different ways that have nothing to do directly uh, with his role at the Security and Exchange Commission. Well, and maybe uh, that makes sense then as the right time for us to talk about how to leverage a book. How has he leveraged that book and how can a professional or an entrepreneur do that? Well, there's so many different ways that you can leverage. Like once you, you have this tangible asset in your hand, it is not so much about actual book sales, although, you know, if when we can be back back in the world speaking live in front of people, it's a great thing to have in the back of the room because people resonate with your message. They want to take a part of you home with them. Hmm. So, you, you know, obviously you do want to sell the book, but there's so many other ways that you can leverage the book. Uh, one of I was just on a call earlier today with one of my uh, clients and he was telling me what he does is he targets very he's in a he's very niched. Mm -hmm. in a specific industry. And when he is keeping a list of ideal prospects, the people that he wants as clients, he's got a list written out. When the, and as those people come to his website or come to his Facebook page, he knows who they are. Wow. He will send them, uh, he has a process worked out and uh, he will actually autograph a book 
write a personal note inside it and send it to that business owner. Mm. Because it is a tangible, living, breathing, amazing marketing tool that explains how he works and the results that his clients get. <laughs> That's quite a, a calling card and certainly separates you from your competition. Yeah, he actually, this particular author was a speaker at the largest national conference in his industry last mm. year. Nice. And um, it was live when he was able, when, you know, that was when we were able to do it live. They've right. now invited him back and he did a virtual uh, presentation and he's doing another presentation here shortly. But that book, you know, he would say that positions me as the expert. Nobody else that he, that does what he does has a book. Imagine that. That's hard to believe. Nobody, nobody else, like uh, there are other people that do, that provide a service to his industry, but nobody has a book. And so when he can send uh, the, a, a copy of, I mean, it's not a small book, it's over 200 pages. It's a significant book with a lot of examples mm -hmm. of his work with clients. Um, and he uses that as teaching points. So it, it's an amazing asset that he leverages in so many different ways. And another, another way that people can leverage it that most of us don't think too much about is referral partners. Sure. When you meet somebody that already has your ideal audience, and that is the fastest way for us to get in front of more people, is to align ourselves with people that already have our ideal audience. Mm -hmm. When you meet that person, and you autograph and send them a book or gift it to them from Amazon, however you want to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, there's another little thing is that if, if the person you're trying to reach is a CEO or a higher level person, if you gift it from Amazon, most people are going to open a package that comes from Amazon. Yeah, that's a great way to get past the gatekeeper. Yeah, where, whereas if you send it, they don't know who you are. It may sit on their desk, you know, for a while. If they get something from Amazon, they're going, oh, I didn't order anything. I wonder what this is. I wonder what this is. It's then they open strategy. It, it's gift wrapped inside and there's a note. Yeah, that's a great strategy. Yep. Yep. Um, now, you know, I wanted to mention also, because you're talking about how to leverage the book, uh, I just want to bring up the point that uh, you and I both heard from a, a, a again, a, a common friend of both of ours that uh, we're not necessarily writing a book in order to make a lot of money selling a lot of books. We're writing a book that sells a lot of us. So do you ever find authors that come to you that expect that they're going to make a lot of money selling a lot of books uh, and you have to direct them away from that strategy? Yeah. And sometimes... And yeah, and earlier, Frank, when you opened the, the conversation today, you said, you know, we're talking about nonfiction, consultants, leaders, you know, entrepreneurs that, that want to get their big message out. In, in my experience, a lot of people who their big goal is I want to sell a thousand copies in the first three months, mm -hmm. uh, they are not my people because they <laughs> don't understand that this book is a strategic asset is a marketing tool. The money is coming from getting clients that will pay us at a high level. 
right. to deliver the solution that they're looking for. If if they're just looking to make money from royalties, they're honestly not my person, and I will direct them, you know, to other to other people. And another kind of red flag for me is if they don't have a program developed or a, a, a service that they're already offering that they're hmm. getting, they have testimonials, like they have a proven something that they're selling. Uh, it's amazing to me that there are some, there are people that aren't far enough along in their business that they don't know what that program is or that service or that coaching or consulting, that they're not clear on that yet. It's too early then to write a book. Well, that's a great point and that's great advice. I want to uh, give you some time to talk about, and I'm curious to know about the services that you offer your clients. But before we get to that, I want to wrap up with your seven questions. And it, and it kind of is a good tangent from what we were just talking about, what you want your book to do for you. That's the seventh question. What is it that yeah. you'd like for this book to do for you, Ms. Author, and your business? And you've put together quite a list. In fact, you have a checklist uh, where people can mark yes, no, what have you for the different things they're looking for. Um, number one, I, uh, I believe you're going to give us a link where we can download these seven questions. Is that correct? Yep, yeah, I'd love to do that. Uh, it's, a, it's a gift for anybody <laughs> that's watching. It truly is thinking, a gift. And you're thinking, you know, oh, this makes so much sense to me. Like this, you know, 2021 may be my year to do this. Like take these seven questions and just work through them you will find so much clarity just answering the questions. And I don't know about you, Frank, but I do my best work when I'm not in front of the computer. <laughs> print it out. If that were like, the case, I would never get any work done. <laughs> and take it, take it, you know, take it outside, take it like in your, get in a comfortable place where you can just really think about the answers to, you know, answers That's to good. the questions. Mm -hmm. But being clear about the result, that is where um, a lot of people that I talk with struggle a bit because even though they have a big message and they know the service that they provide and they know the value of what they provide, they aren't thinking more long-term about the result that they really want. Do you want to be on bigger podcasts? Do you want, you know, to be a higher level speaker? Like, do you want, what is it that you want? Do you want to create a course from this book? Mm -hmm. Do you want to take this and turn it into an info product? Do you, what is it that you want at the end of the day? And if I could give you a story about that. Please. Um, I worked with an author one of the early authors that I worked with, her book had been out for a year. And she was so disappointed that she'd sold literally 57 copies, primarily to friends and family. Right. And everybody had told her, Claire, you need to write a book. Claire, you need to write a book. And she had written articles for a women's magazine for a long time. So she'd literally took these articles and put them in a book. Mm -hmm. The fatal flaw in that is that she never answered these seven questions. Therefore, she didn't have any kind of a strategy. And at the end of the day, the book was not targeted enough. So half the book was written to women leaders 
And the other half of the book was written more general women's empowerment. Okay, general women's empowerment is really broad. Mm -hmm. Women leaders, more narrow. But she had a book that had both. And so she didn't hit the mark with either. I see. Mm -hmm. So she was disappointed in that. It was a very well-written book. And I can remember she came and we had a, in person, we had a VIP day. And I was asking her, Claire, what is the result that you want? So the book is in your hand. What do you want to have happen? And she was giving me a circular answer. And like, well, I like to work with nonprofits and I like, I like, I like to do the da, 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 da. And I kept asking <laughs> in different ways till finally she said this, I want to be doing two and three day workshops inside of companies, helping their women leaders untangle the organizational chaos that they have on their teams. Wow. Oh my God, it's like the sky opened and the angels sang. I'm yeah. like, now I got something to work with. <laughs> we can make that happen, Claire. I mean, the kind of crazy thing about that, Frank, is that if someone had asked her these seven, any of these seven questions, I mean, if just a few of them, mm -hmm. if you looked at her background, she retired from DuPont after 33 years in oh, HR. Boy. Oh, or she wants to work with women leaders. <laughs> that would great. be so obvious. Mm. But nobody asked her. And so she spent this time and money and blood, sweat and tears. And she got this book across the finish line only to be disappointed. This is like part of my big mission is to keep people out of that statistic. Mm -hmm. That 57 copies primarily to friends and family is a real number. That's what happens when you don't have a clear strategy. So we got clear about that. Fortunately, she already had those people in her network. Like oh, right? okay. she's been in corporate mm -hmm. for 33 years. I mean, it's not like she didn't have a network. It, so we were able to launch a bestseller campaign and we got, you know, that we got that designation and everything was great. Then she went off and wrote the book that she should have written to start with. <laughs> the book to women leaders. That's great. And it's called Elephants in the Midst. Hmm. So it's all about those un, those hidden and unspoken messages unspoken, that happen right. inside your teams that you don't know anything about or you're aware of, but you don't know what to do with them. So she went off and wrote the book, the right book the second time. Now, the first book isn't throwaway because what she does is she bundles the two of them together and she sells them. And when she's talking in person, she can sell both of them. That's a great idea. Uh, so it's not that the first one was throwaway. It is a high quality book. It just wasn't targeted enough because she didn't have the strategy in place. Well, and also we all learned so much going through the process of writing that first book that I'm sure that she was better prepared for you as a client uh, than she would have been initially. And with that yeah. in mind, I want to then, uh, before we wrap up, ask you about the services that you offer people. What stage of development does somebody have to be in with their book uh, in order to reach out to you? And what do you help them do? Yeah, well, you know, most of the time people come to me and they have an idea. Like they have an idea, even if it's vague, there's, mm -hmm. again, it's because there's this mission, there's this calling, there's this knowing this is the time. Mm 
this is the time. I've got to get this out. And so they have an idea, even if it's vague. So when they come into my world, the first thing I do is work with them through these seven questions to make sure we've got the right strategy. Then they go off, they have to go write the book um, if they need ghostwriting help. I mean, that's something that I can, I can help them or get the right resource to help them with. But once the book is written, then they're working with me on strategy, on book cover design, on the interior layout, on the Amazon bestseller campaign, on their marketing strategy, on, it's really important to me at the beginning of the process that we can, we are clear on how we're gonna monetize this book. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, I say, you know, like a book does not fall out of the sky fully formed. There are investments that need to be made if you want a high quality book that represents you well, that gets you the result that you want. So let's make sure that we are clear how we're going to monetize it. Now we might monetize it by selling, but most of the time it's programs, services, product, like we're selling something. I've had people say, um, I want to be a paid speaker. Mm -hmm. Like that my big goal is to be a paid speaker on bigger stages, but I want to be clear at the beginning, how are they going to recoup their investment in themselves and mm -hmm. in their business before we begin? So, so like I'm kind of a one-stop, uh, come with your idea. We're going to vet your idea. We're going to make sure that it's sound. We're going to have these seven questions. I'm a marketing strategist, so I won't let you write a book that I can't see has but, you know, is going to help mm -hmm. you like move your business forward. All of the publishing, the launching side of it. And I also help my clients define a plan for post launch. Okay. Now, so I launched this book and I've got momentum. Now, what am I supposed to do with it? Uh, we're running a little bit short on time, but there's two other resources I know that you have that I wanted to make sure uh, we touched on. One is you have a Facebook group, I believe, and then also, don't you occasionally run group workshops that people can get involved with? Yep, yep, I do. My Facebook group is very a very obvious name. It's Build Your Business with a Book. So mm -hmm. if you're on Facebook and you're watching this and you're thinking, man, this you know this makes perfect sense to me. Uh, you want if you want to plug into a community of entrepreneur authors come on over to build your business with a book on Facebook. Uh, that is where I announce anything that I'm doing live. I run author interview series. I, I run um, a boot camp. I share with people, here's what you have to have in place. If you want to be a best-selling author, here are the things that you need to have in place. Lots of great information uh, coming. You know, the best way to plug in would be to join our Facebook community. And um, I'm in there almost every single day. I do a Facebook Live every week, and there's a lot of great information there. Is that the best way for people to connect with you, Diana? Um, or you can email me directly at diana at businessbookpartners.com. So feel free to reach out and email me directly if you want to have a conversation. Diana Needham, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thanks so much, Frank. It's been delightful to be here with you today. And I hope that this message has been valuable to your audience. Thanks again to Diana. And thank you for joining us. 
Until next time, I'm Frank Felker saying, I'll see you on the radio. Happily serving as your ladle in the punch bowl of profit. Here's Radio Free Enterprise with Frank Felker.